Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Aldi is hosting National Hiring Week for stores September 12th through the 18th. Over the past several years, we've grown rapidly, expanding from coast to coast. That means more opportunities for you to join our store teams across the country. You'll also benefit from our newly increased wages. During National Hiring Week, qualified candidates will be invited to interview on-site and may receive same-day job offers. Join us and apply online at careers.aldi.us slash radio. Welcome to more. Aldi is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live. While we bring on our Facebook peeps and make sure we got all of MHH under one roof and we're good welcome in everybody to the huddle up podcast presented as always by mile high huddle i'm your host chad jensen and with me as always my partner in crime you know him you love him my fellow football priest and the deputy editor of milehighhuddle.com he is zach kelberman zach it's not exactly bronco related although tangentially it is connected right anytime the qb market shifts or a player gets taken off the board indirectly with where the Broncos are at right now. It affects the Denver Broncos. And right before we went live, I mean, within an hour, I should say, the news broke that the Dallas Cowboys finally kowtowed and uh, gave showed Dak the money. So drop some knowledge on, on our audience for those who might have missed the tweets, might have missed the news, and what kind of money this dude just got. Well, first of all, this came out of absolutely nowhere because the franchise tag deadline is tomorrow. And by all accounts and all reports, the, the Cowboys were prepared to, to tag him and then focus on working toward a long-term extension by July 15th. But out of nowhere, he landed a four-year contract worth up to $164 million. It's 160 on its face, so $40 million per year. Second highest paid quarterback in the NFL, past Deshaun Watson, below Patrick Mahomes. And not just that, an NFL record, $126 million in guarantees and a $66 million signing bonus. Chad, he will earn $75 million in year one. That's the biggest payout in NFL history for any player. And I will say this, the Cowboys uh, did not do themselves any favors. They, They handled this very poorly. They could have saved themselves a lot of money. But in terms of Dak, I am so happy that he finally got his contract. I am so happy he was taken care of. We don't we talk about the Simmonses and the Shelby Harrises of the world, but Dak Prescott is the most undervalued franchise quarterback in the NFL. He is the lifeblood of that team, and he is a hell of a passer. And I'm happy that he got his just desserts after his brother's uh, I believe it was a suicide. That hasn't come out yet. After his injury last year in the Cowboys, I'm just so happy for the adversity he's gone through. A former fourth-round pick who the Broncos could have had, 
Back in 2016, and they took Paxton Lynch instead. A lot of money, Chad, but that's the market value. That's the going rate for a franchise quarterback, and I'm happy that he got his just desserts. Yeah, dude, he, um, you know, Dak, I was kind of, I like that coming out. Don't get me wrong, but when it when he started approaching the the uh, window to get paid, I had my doubts. I was a little bit of a skeptic. I mean, not like a, uh, you know, I wasn't a doubter or a hater, but like I had some, I had, uh, I had some uh, misgivings. Let me just put it that way, where. You know, they had that phenomenal uh, 26, 16, was it it his rookie year that they had? Mm -hmm. They went to the division round. Yeah, because it was 2017 week two when the Broncos spanked him and they were the big juggernaut and it was a big surprise. Um, And so then, he, you know, never could quite, haven't really been able to get back to that point. Even though he's put up some numbers, he's put up some volume. But you saw last year for the Dallas Cowboys – the true monetary value of Dak Prescott when he, and and it was a aha moment. It was an epiphany by virtue of his absence. Right? What wouldn't you pay to have a healthy Dak Prescott under center right. if you're Jerry Jones? Because the alternative, irrelevancy. I mean, you know, tip your cap to the Red Rifle. Tip your cap to the um, you know best laid plans of that young offensive coordinator. What's his name, dude? I just Boise State. Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. You know, it just wasn't enough to to get him over the hump. But you put Dak Prescott in that same scenario, and maybe that version of the Cowboys doesn't, you know, may, might not even um, go deep into the playoffs, but they probably handily win the NFC East. So that's what it's worth. But, yeah, what a slobber knocker, $75 million in year one. Zach, answer this question for Jason O'Neill real quick. He says, is Dak really worth $40 million a year? He definitely makes Dallas better, but wowzer. It's the going rate for a franchise quarterback. And I see a comment on the side here uh, that he has uh, doesn't have any rings. Uh, John says here, just shouldn't be paid that much, no rings. Deshaun Watson makes 39 a year. He's one and two in the playoffs. He doesn't have rings either or playoff success. It is just the market value for a franchise quarterback. And the next quarterback to sign a deal, no matter who it is, is going to pass that number too. It's just, it goes and goes and goes. Two years from now, forty million will seem like what twenty five was a couple years ago. That's just how it works in the NFL. And people forget, Chad, before he went down, Dak Prescott last year, going into Week Five, he was on pace to shatter the NFL single season passing record. I mean, by a thousand yards or so. That offense was humming. He was the number two overall quarterback in scoring in the entire NFL. He really is the most disrespected, undervalued franchise guy. And I think this year, comeback player of the year, I think is a given for him. I think the, Bro- the Broncos. The Cowboys will go back to the playoffs. I think they'll have a nice season. And Dak is going to earn that deal, unlike other quarterbacks who I believe have not. He can laugh as far as the haters all the way to the bank, right? My dude just got paid. And, you know, tip your cap to him because fourth-round pick, I mean, this was a guy that in retrospect obviously should have been a first-round pick, just like Russell Wilson. I mean, even Nick Foles back in the day in 2012 should have been a first-round pick. But – in the case of Dak Prescott, you're happy for him. And, you know, he's been through a lot. You talk about his brother, you talk about his injury and just all the doubts. And I mean, he was making peanuts relative to what his value was in the NFL. Not, you know, last year, notwithstanding because of the franchise tag, but um, here's an interesting uh, comment here, Zach. It's good to know that our podcast is, is such an event that if you're faded all day long, you got to sober up in order to be <laughs> be ready for the podcast. Tip the cap to to Robert, dude. You know, water, Advil, my dog. Yeah, Just Gatorade and Pedialyte. It'll be your best friends. Uh, we got a lot to get to tonight, guys, on the Broncos front. Um, Von Miller, 
in the building today? What does it mean? What are we hearing? What's the buzz? I mean, as, as a guy, Zach, who is hyper aware of optics at all time, likes to use social media as a passive aggressive tool to communicate uh, with his fans and with the, with the front office. We're going to talk about what today means. We're going to get to all that here in just a moment, but guys, make sure you are following the uh, podcast on Twitter. The main account is at mile high huddle. The podcast account is of course at huddle up pod. Have you, this is another question you got to ask yourself. Have you liked and followed? Here's the Twitter account on, on Twitter for the podcast. Have you liked and followed the podcast page on Facebook? If not open up Facebook, you've got the app on your phone, search, <clears throat> search uh, huddle up podcast, give it a like, give it a follow because that enters you into the drawing that we're going to be doing weekly until we decide to stop doing it. For now, we're just going to do it weekly. We'll announce this week's winner on Wednesday. Randomly selected person who both follows and likes the page. You can get a hat. You can get a T-shirt. You get a little something, something. So head on over there. I'll put the link later in the chat stream. Click that, like, follow, appreciate you. Um, Also, guys, have you become a supporter yet of Mile High Huddle officially on Facebook? Because if you haven't, you're missing out not only on Calverman's Corner, which episode nine just dropped on Sunday. Yesterday was phenomenal. Episode 10 coming this Sunday. Plus, we're rolling out new content. This week on Saturday at noon Mountain Time, we debut the Trickle Zone. All right, we're going to start promoing this as we get a little closer through the week. But guys, if you're not a supporter, you're not getting access to that deep dive uh, scouting insight on the prospects. You know, it's going to be, I don't want to give away too much right now on what the Trickle Zone is going to be, but Eric and I had our final meeting on it today. And just suffice to say, if you're a draft guy, if you're an X's and O's guy, you're going to want this content. And if you aren't a, uh, a supporter on Facebook, you're going to miss out. It's $4.99 a month. Click that blue button on our Mile High Huddle page. You're in like Flynn Plus, of course. The un, you, you can't duplicate it. All right. Kelberman's Corner. Hot takes that hold water. Different flavor than what we do here on these live streams. Check out the merch store, huddleapod.com. Get your swag on, get a hat, get a t-shirt. Another way to support what we're doing here. We appreciate and love each and every one of you that have patronized that store. I mean, it exists, Zach, because of their popular demand. They are our great community and audience. Like they, they freaking grinded us down to a nub until we just had to give it our attention and get that merch store up. And you're the one that you were the brainchild and put in the sweat equity to get that thing going. But dude, did you expect to see the level of support that page got? or that site got th- that we saw in 2020. I don't mean to out anyone, but even I believe it was last night we or this morning we had a new order. It was from our super chat superstar Drew. He ordered a um, the hat I'm wearing now, so it's still getting patronized. People are still checking it out, and we did it for you guys. You did it. We did it because we heard the calls. We we heard the the the, the need for it, and we're so happy and so appreciative that you've perused it how you have so far. Um, guys, if you're not in a position to become a supporter, if you're not in a position to become a super chat superstar or buy a hat or something, it's all good. We're seriously just stoked to have you with us in these live streams. I mean, we look forward to this each and every day. We do ask that you do these three things, though. It's within the power of every one of you with us live or listening after the fact. Number one, subscribe. Pretty obvious, especially on YouTube, especially if you're listening after the fact, whether it's Apple Pods, you know, uh, Spotify, iHeart, subscribe. Number two, like this video right now while you're with us. We got several hundred uh, people in the room right now combined from YouTube to, to Twitter to Facebook to Twitch. Just give it a like. All right. Uh, we might not always agree, but like this video if you respect the effort. And three, share it out there. That's the litmus test for us. If we're doing a good job for you, 
share this video out there. Help us at Mile High Huddle continue to grow and reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. And when I say continue to grow, it's almost like, you know, the rich get richer because our site, I mean, biggest Denver Broncos website on the planet. I mean, we had over 2 million Broncos fans read milehighhuddle.com just in the month of February. So we love and appreciate each and every one of you, but we know it can get even bigger and better. So help us continue to grow, and we appreciate you. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Zach, we got a couple. We'll get to Vaughn, but real quick. We got Levi, who's been waiting patiently, uh, one of our great superstars. We're going to have him on the show here in the very, very near future. We're looking forward to that, my friend. And he says, uh, what's up, fellas? Always great stuff. Appreciate you, Levi. Thank you, sir. Good to uh, see real, you. Let me see here. Now, by the way, John is off tonight, Bona Beast. He uh, had some things to take care of <clears throat> on the home front, and so he's off tonight. We might be a little bit behind the eight ball on some of the super chats, but don't worry. We're going to get to everyone. That never changes. All right. That never changes. Uh, one more and then we'll dive into Vaughn. This comes from one of our great superstars who stormed onto the scene last year. And then she kind of faded out for a little bit. I'm sure life, you know, things happen in life, jobs, family, the whole nine relationships. But she has stormed back, Zach, with an absolute vengeance. And it's Michaela. Michaela. Wow. That Thank level you. of generosity, a $50 wow. super chat to us. I mean, it literally blows our mind. We're so grateful and so appreciative, and it really does mean the world to us. So thank you so thank much, you. my friend. And uh, she says, way to go, Dak. I can't believe we chose Paxton Lynch over him. Who did the Broncos scouting? LOL. You know what's ironic? Real quick, Zach. The Cowboys, left to their own devices, would have chosen Lynch over right. Dak Prescott as well. 
Yeah, Jerry Jones had an affinity for him, and uh, thank God for him that he that affinity wore off before it was time to go on the clock. That was, you know, the pre-2018 John Elway drafter, and he wasn't a great drafter pre-2018, and that pick exemplified that. I mean, he's made a lot of crappy ones, but far and away, Paxton Lynch was the biggest, uh, you know, disaster on his resume. But fortunately, or hopefully, he's improved, and we'll see what happens with the next quarterback that he picked, and that's uh, Mr. Drew Locke. Again, thank you so much, Michaela. Seriously. Yes, thank you. Respect. Uh, Dave, love the hashtags, Doc. Keep them coming. Locked in. Let them hate. Let them hate, baby. Um, All right, real quick. Now, I know we got a few other Supers that just popped in, but just bear with us for a second because we got to get to the main topic today that Broncos country has been champing at the bit uh, to to tackle, and that is Von Miller. Uh, He decided to show up in the flesh to – Broncos HQ today at UC Health Training Center. Uh, let me just close a couple of these so we can get straight to the uh, the content here. All right. Von Miller shows up at UC Health Training Center for an in-person visit. Here's the report from Mike Kliss. All right. Um, quote, Von Miller is at Broncos headquarters per a player source. He is saying hello to teammates, coaches, and personnel staff, including Zach, GM George Payton. Now, as I mentioned just a moment ago, Von Miller, you know, he might not be a savant, so to speak, when it comes to, you know, social media or whatever, but he's very cognizant of the power and his ability to use it as a tool, right? And especially we've seen it back in 2016 in the immediate aftermath of Super Bowl 50 during those negotiations with John Elway on that mega contract that ultimately made Von Miller the highest paid defensive player in NFL history at the time, you know, he used his Instagram, he used Twitter as a means to exert external pressure through the fan base on John Elway on that whole negotiation uh, process. And so he's aware of optics guys. I mean, this is like Von Miller doesn't show up at the building knowing that it's going to leak out, right? He doesn't show up to that building unless he has a reason to. And without it, without even the hope or possibility of, of either uh, some sort of an extension or some kind of an accord or even just the Broncos saying to him, hey, we're going to pick up your option this year, Von Miller doesn't walk through that door, in my opinion. Now, that's not me reporting something. That's me speculating. I think, Zach, this is a harbinger of something very positive for Broncos country to come in the very near future. And I, when I say near future, Zach, we're a week away from, from free agency. Yeah, and you know what? All we can do right now is speculate because there's nothing else to go on. I'm wondering if the Broncos told Vaughn to stay out of the building until his criminal investigation was complete. Because when I saw this tweet, it struck me like, man goes to work, you know, news at 11. Is it any out of the ordinary that Vaughn Miller is showing up to Dove Valley? Or was this the first time, and it's March 8th, that he's in Dove Valley? And for what purpose, we do not know, as you wrote right there. But it has to be a sign that there are at least beginning negotiations, continuing negotiations, maybe even wrapping up negotiations. I tend to think, and it has to be, if it's not innocuous, him just showing up there, weightlifting, whatever, doing film study, that he's there to meet with George Payton, maybe John Elway, the front office, Rich Hurtado, to see what they can do about his contract. Because this is a situation, like you said, going into the signing period next week now, things are ramping up, things are getting going. The Broncos want to know where they stand with their edge rusher and where they stand with the salary cap. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We can't say for sure. You know, this, and again, guys, don't mistake what I said a minute ago. 
what Zach's saying and what I'm about to tell you now as us reporting something as fact. All right. This is just my read on it. This is my speculation on just interpreting the signs, you know, reading the stars, if you will. Von Miller going there to talk to George Payton, even if it's just walking by his office and tipping his cap. Hey, George, Von Miller, nice to meet you in person. Catch you later. That's a sign of even if George Payton hadn't maybe um, arranged Zach for Vaughn to come to, to the facility today. If it was just purely based from Vaughn saying, Hey, I want to show up. It's a sign that he's showing up because he wants to stay in Denver. All right. And if he wants to stay, that's a big positive um, box that would have to be checked, right. For George Payton to be able to actually get that negotiated because right. as, as he said last week, we want to keep Vaughn here. We want Vaughn to stay all that stuff. But We've also heard through the reporting of guys like Mike Kliss, the teams, uh, and I don't say this as any kind of um, you know barb, but literally the Denver Broncos mouthpiece is Mike Kliss. When they want information to leak, they go to Mike Kliss. All right. When the guys like Mike Kliss, Zach, are reporting for the last two months that George Payton does want Vaughn back, but not at 17 and a half million bucks. I mean, I think we can at this point infer that that's probably what George Payton actually believes. Well, we know this isn't a Deshaun Watson situation where he's ignoring their calls and completely putting them on radio silence. Von Miller is at least having some sort of uh, contact with the Broncos front office, and he could have let his agent handle that, Chad. He could have been super out of the loop, but I I have to interpret him being in the building and for Cliss to tweet about that. Uh, again, a fairly innocuous thing, a football player showing up to his team facility. It has to be a prelude to either ongoing negotiations or negotiations that just started Hopefully, though, it, it transpires and Vaughn remaining in Denver for this year and beyond. Amen. All right. Let me, um, by the way, Ian, uh, appreciate the stars, my friend. We're going to get to those Thank here. You. And uh, in just a minute, we're going to give you some some direct love. Appreciate it. Yeah, apparently, very fond of Kelberman's Corner, Episode 9. It was a good show. It was a good show. Thank and you, yes, Ian. Man, on Twitter, we, we have kind of stepped up our, uh, maybe perhaps we have been subconsciously influenced by manscape to uh, step our game up right elevate it but yeah we've we've been working with a new guy that's helping us to design some new merch for all of you and also just kind of get our graphics and and you know our logos and just our brand more on point and kind of up to date and so we're glad to hear that you like the new layout it uh it's good to hear i like it too for what it's worth it's definitely nice and clean yep um and look let's see here Bear with me one sec, guys. We don't have we don't have Johnny Baby, the uh, Buona Beast. He's a teddy bear. He'll rip your face off, though. Do not cross this dude, okay? Uh, stand by one sec. I'm almost there. To uh... oh, there it is. Man, lots of action in the chat today. What did we ever do before, John? How did I we know. ever podcast? Yeah, I mean, the man's uh, influence and impact cannot be underestimated. Uh, John Houston, thank you for the super chat, my friend. You are just so consistent and dedicated to our community, and it's not just Huddle Up. It's all the other MHH pods, so we really appreciate you, John. And I think it's about time, my friend, that you reach out to us, milehighhuddle.com, actually milehighhuddle at gmail.com, and uh, give us your personal details. Give us your address and give us your T-shirt size and allow us to send you out a MHH T-shirt or a Huddle Up podcast T-shirt as a small thank you for all of your dedicated, steady support. He says, Locke is hopefully coming up next for a mega deal, Zach. 
And that's well, I, I didn't want to start any, you know, brush fires in Broncos country, but that was the point I was going to make that in terms of quarterbacks, it's just market value what Dak got. Deshaun made 39, you know, Patrick Mahomes is making 45, Dak is making 40. It's market going rate value for a quarterback of that magnitude. And if or when Locke hits that stratosphere, whether it's a couple years from now or at all, he would get paid the same amount of money as well. Any quarterback that's up for a contract will keep surpassing the previous mark. It's just how contracts work in this business. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Hey, Terrence, appreciate you, my friend. Good to see you. Appreciate that. Yeah, smash the like button, guys. If you're on YouTube and Facebook, smash that like button. Uh, Corey H., good to see you, my friend. Appreciate the super. He says, okay, Dak got paid. Great. Show me the math how one player being 23% of the cap can get you a Super Bowl. I just don't see it. You have to wait for the cap uh, to then go up enough to reduce that percentage. I feel you. I mean, it's not ideal. Like NFL teams, Zach, it's no, it's no secret. They like to find that uh, franchise guy early in the draft, have a cost-controlled QB for five years, and then push, try and win a championship in that five-year window. But how many succeed? Very, very few. Eventually, you got to pay the piper. And that's just the going rate, Zach. Well, here's the thing, though. If they would have franchise tagged him, that that cap number would have been $37.7 million. And I don't know if it's out there yet, but I can report that his number this year is $22.2 million. So that's a $15 million difference. And the thing with doing a long-term deal, you can spread those cap hits out. You can backload the contract. There's things you can do to lessen the cap burden, and that's what they did with Dak. Everyone sees the $40 million, the NFL records. That makes the headlines. But when you break down the contract, Chad, it's actually not a cap killer for Dallas. And I'll say it again. This salary cap is a myth and this will prove it like the Mahomes deal and every other deal and the Saints are proving it this offseason the salary cap is a myth JT one of our great superstars from across the pond he's listening after the show because you know for him it's we're talking wee hours in the morning but he drops in a super chat appreciate you JT dropping in to show some love we'll listen back tomorrow JT man you're you're an all-timer dude you're in the MHH Hall of Fame Moss Death. And well-deserved. Uh, Ian, appreciate the uh, 
Appreciate the kind words. Yep, we got a new Jensen boy coming in uh, June. So, yeah, we'll keep you apprised of that. Appreciate the thoughts and uh, positive vibes, my friend. Uh, We got one here, a super sticker. Sorry, we don't have John where we can show the sticker this time around, but Big Kid Rook. Zach, that's a newer name. We don't recognize on Super Chat. So Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Connect on Twitter, my friend. We like to keep tabs and and stay in in contact and keep the conversation going with our superstars on Twitter. And then we also like to be able to shout you out, tag you after each show. So thank you for the support, my friend. It does mean a lot to us. Um, All right. Bear with me one sec. I got to see just where we're at. Zach, while I'm doing this, I'm going to I'm going to get a couple of I'm going to get a couple of things um, staged here. But let me ask you something. We touched on it oh so briefly on uh, yesterday's podcast. And uh, it was Tim Patrick, who in an almost kind of by the way comment in a piece totally unrelated to Drew Locke uh, in a sit down with Mike Kliss, ended up dropping that bomb. Uh, He probably didn't even realize what he said. And basically said that Drew Locke has been a totally different person this year. And by this year, I mean the 2021 offseason than he was in the football season just a few months ago. First to show up, last to leave the building. And that, um, you know, the the all the QB rumors tied to the Broncos this offseason has had some kind of a motivating effect on Drew. And that he thinks it's going to be a galvanizing and that he thinks it's going to be a big year for Drew Locke. The reason I want to bring this back up and, and get you talking about it for a second here is that it has been a wildfire, you know, a lightning rod topic in Denver uh, radio today. I mean, they've been talking about what's the implication if Drew, if, if by sh- being the first to show up and last to leave now is 100% different than what he was last year, maybe some of the rumors about him not fully um, being fully invested and committed last year are true. What are your thoughts on that subject? Uh, if anything, if the one thing Locke has proven is that he's not Paxson Lynch mentally. He's not soft. He's not weak. Uh, his passion for the game is not dependent on money or stats or fame. He loves the game for the game. And I think every one of his teammates has echoed that. I have not heard one negative comment come out about Drew Locke in the two seasons he's been with the Broncos. And I understand it's not popular or, or you know, fashionable to criticize a teammate, but we haven't even heard rumors or unnamed sources or anything like that. Chad, the most we heard was one report that the Broncos dummied down the playbook. And that says more to me that about the coaching staff than does about the quarterback. But I don't think these, these rumors and the speculation and when, not if the Broncos do bring in a quarterback, is it going to affect Drew Locke's status or his motivation or his aptitude as the potential franchise guy in Denver? I think it's going to motivate him, but Ultimately, at the end of the day, it's pointless for me to even talk about because it's up to Drew to go out on the field, Chad, and not listen or not hear or not learn, but go out there and do. And I think given a level playing field, given a good supporting cast and hopefully more consistent coaching and a winning product, I think he'll be able to show that he can do plenty this season. Well said, dude. Well said. Um, Jonathan says, hey, uh, Von Miller is staying a Bronco for life. Yeah, let's that'd be cool to see. That's what we want to see here on this show and at this at this um, channel and this this website. But he wants us to bring the mad fanatic back. We would definitely want to get him back on the show. And we'll probably wait till after some of the big news, at least from free agency passes. And then we'll reach out to him and see if he wants to come back on. But yeah, it was great having him on the show last summer. And 
you know, we kind of uh, we almost gave I, I think it was Mundungus a stroke right with uh, playing the Drew Lock video with no warning <laughs> and also that big beat that he put the Mad Fanatic put together. He's like, whoa, what the people weren't quite prepared for that. But uh, yeah, Jonathan, we see you, my friend. We'll get him back on. Uh, don't fret. It feels uh, like lifetimes ago, doesn't it, Chad? It's only less than a year. It feels like yes, a decade. Yeah. Yes, uh, Muhammad MHH resident. Male model in the house. Appreciate the super sticker, bro. We can't show it because we don't have John tonight, but as you know, we love you. Appreciate you, dog. Um, Diamond Rattler, good to see you. Appreciate the the love and support. Thank you. Um, all right, let me see here. Um, yeah, we uh, we try, Gary. We try to be on top of every story. In fact, I think one of the things that we do well as a publication, as far as Zach is our written content, is we hit every bucket. Zach and I are chasing the news. All right. That's what we do. Our job is to basically get the, the breaking news stuff, get it out there. Even if we're not the ones breaking the news, you know, if Mike Cliss breaks something or somebody else, Ian Rappaport, our job is to get that in front of you and then also give you our take on that news. And then we have the great staff here like Nick Kendall, Eric Trickle, Luke Patterson, Lance Sanderson, Carl Dummler, a couple of the new guys. I mean, Bob Morris, our cap guy, he's going to be on building the Broncos tomorrow night, by the way, uh, Bob is as a, as a uh, guest appearance, Thomas Hall. Um, and then the new guys, I mean, we got, of course, the most, the latest guys from James Campbell came out of the podcast community. All right. He's published um, quite a few articles up to this point, Kenneth, Mike Evans, it's a growing thing. And so they bring the analysis, they bring the long form, the deep dive stuff and Zach and I chase the news and all those things combined Zach on top of the video content and the podcast stuff we do. I think we're, we're, uh, you know, nothing but net into every bucket that you need to hit. And our range is pretty far, isn't it? We're like the Steph Curry of Broncos podcasting. And you know what I love, Chad, is writing a story. I'm sure you can attest writing a, a new story, then coming on the podcast to give my analysis. Sometimes like talking it out is better than writing it out. So yeah. we get the best of both worlds. And we try to do that for you guys. We we call this and it is the best Broncos coverage and content on the Internet. And we try to live up to that reputation every day. I mean, Look, you, there's there's some of you out there that might qualify and say, I don't know, to say you're the best. All right, whatever. What we'll say, abs- we believe we're the best, all right? I think, I think the uh, proof is in that pudding. But when it comes to, let's say, let's say quality, quantity, we're the most comprehensive publication out there. We cover it all. We hit every single bucket, and none of our great competitors in the, in the sphere can really keep up with us on that front. Um, Tony, D.A. Dub, love you, brother. Hope Good to see you. Uh, discount audio and wheels hope it's doing okay in uh la he says finally catching you guys live again hit the like button yes hit the like button with so many players getting cut soon from all the teams would you sit back and let teams overpay and take deals at what's left to build uh, and take deals at uh what's left to build defense with vets and draft picks uh so the first i think two things are right would you sit back and let teams overpay and then what's left to build on the defense with vets and draft picks or am i getting the syntax wrong i think he's saying would you like wait and not overpay for anyone and kind of add some cheaper guys to build up the defense and and supplement it with draft picks i think let us know tony this is the overtime podcast network Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. 
We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Ram Power Days is going on now with our most powerful lineup of trucks ever. Hurry in and don't just feel the power, own it. And right now, get 0% APR financing plus $3,000 total bonus cash allowance on 2022 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab models equipped with a gas-powered V6 engine. Don't miss this great offer. Visit Ram.com to find your local Ram dealer today. Financing for all qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 1031-22. So what do you think? I mean, if it comes down to sitting back, I think, you know, we said it before, Zach. I think the primary focus initially for George Payton is getting the uh, hot button studs re-signed. You know, the homegrown guys, Simmons, Vaughn. We'll see what happens with Shelby, but they're going to tender Philip Lindsay. They're going to tender Tim Patrick. They're going to tender – who am I missing? AJ. Yeah, Alexander Johnson. Um, then we'll see what happens. This was my strategy either way, though. Regardless of the biblical wave of cuts and the salary cap going down, George Payton was never going to overpay for anyone. And I don't think even his own players, even the Simmons and the Shelby Harrises, he'll probably have a number that he thinks is fair and he'll try to negotiate around that number. But if you're expecting the Patrick Petersons and the Richard Shermans to come in and then those high priced, you know, big name free agents. I think you have another thing coming to you. I would not be surprised. In fact, I'm expecting Peyton to kind of sit back like the question posits, sign some mid-tier cornerbacks, some mid-tier defensive help, but use the bulk of the draft and those resources to help build the team. Don't let me forget, Zach, before we get out of here tonight, I want to feature that article you wrote today about Peter King speculating, Sam Darnold, all that stuff. I want to get to that. Don't let me forget. We we got a few supers to get, but I want to touch on that. Uh, Christian, appreciate the super chat, my friend. Good to see you. He says, hey, guys, wondering what your dream draft scenario is for the first three rounds. And I'm curious who both of your three favorite players on the Broncos are. Let's reverse engineer that for a second. Zach, who are your favorite three Broncos currently on the roster? I'm not going to include Drew Locke just for the sake of, you know, not any. <laughs> I don't want to crap storm. Cortland Sutton, Philip Lindsay. <sighs> Who's my third? Uh, I want to say Dalton Reisner. I just I, I I bonded with him at the combine, and he's such he's the perfect I, I believed offensive lineman for the Broncos. I'm gonna go with Reisner, Sutton, and Lindsey Chubb as my uh, alternate mention. Three names you can't go wrong with there. Lindsey to me, um, on an emotional level, to me I have I think. You know, when you when you get into the media game and stuff like you start and, and this is from someone who grew up as a Broncos fan. Right. You start kind of distancing. It's just a natural uh, result of writing about this and, you know, creating content. I used to get so worked up over a game 
right? I mean, as as far back or as recently as like the early Peyton Manning years, the Tim Tebow season, and all the way back to my you know youth, dude, I would get so worked up when it, when the Broncos finally kicked off. I would have my adrenaline running, dude. Like I would be hyped up. And if they didn't win, dude, it was a bad week at Casa Gentile. All right, let's just put it that way. But as time has gone on, you know, I've, I've become a lot less um, up and down with the destiny of the team and more just focused on breaking it all down and analyzing it. But still, if I have an emotional tie to any one player right now, it's Philip Lindsay. That dude is just, to me, he represents everything that is the NFL represents and everything, what it means to be a true Denver Bronco. So it was music to my ears, Zach, to hear George Payton say, yeah, we want Philip back and, you know, he's going to be back this year. And then both him, we'll see what happens with Melvin Gordon, but both of them probably going to end up hitting uh, unrestricted free agency at the same time this time next year. Yeah, and I'm seeing in the comments, so many people are echoing Cortland Sutton. And let me just say, I'm so excited, Chad. This is kind of a non sequitur, but I'm so excited to see Cortland Sutton play again this season. I really missed watching him last year. Just as a football fan, not even someone who covers the Broncos, he's just an animal. He's a beast. And him with a healthy Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler and Noah Fan, this offense, and Philip Lindsay, this offense could be fun to watch. I cannot wait to see Cortland Sutton back. By the way, to answer Christian's first part, the dream draft scenario – for the first three rounds, it's probably not going to shake out this way, but to me, it would be something like this. Caleb Farley round one, like a Richie Grant, the safety, all right, round two. And if he falls to this point, a Dylan Moses, Jabril Cox, probably won't, one of those guys probably won't fall. Even uh, Browning, Luke had that great article today, guys, on the three second round caliber uh, linebackers that would fit right into Fangio's scheme, sideline to sideline coverage guys. Go read that article after this podcast, but something like that, Zach, where you get a key corner, you get a key safety, because Kareem, long in the tooth, even if you keep him around this year, next year you're going to have a problem if you don't have that successor. And then you get the the linebacker you kind of been pining for for almost a decade. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned those names because those are the three that I had in mind. And I, I really don't care specifically too much, but I would love Farley at nine. But you have to alternate inside linebacker, maybe an edge guy if Von Miller's gone. You have to get a safety for Kareem Jackson. Maybe Justin Simmons is gone, you know, after this year, after they tag him. You got to start rebuilding the defense. So if they can alternate cornerback, safety, inside linebacker in the first three picks, no matter how they do it, I'd be I'd be pretty happy. A newer name that we don't recognize on Super Chat. So Contender View, welcome. Thank you. Sounds like maybe you're a content creator yourself over there on YouTube. Uh, appreciate you being with us. Connect on Twitter. Off topic, but in the last 23 years, the Broncos have had maybe five years of good QB play. Let's go get Watson. I don't give a darn what it takes. Uh, 23 years, dude. All right, let me do some math here. So we're talking about from the time Elway hung up his cleats, right? Five years of good QB play, maybe. Mm-mm. Nah, dude, I've got to, I've got to go ahead and pull your card on that one. I'm sorry to say, dude, Peyton Manning was four years. All right, so there's four out of the five that you put there. Right? What do you, how do you categorize or or characterize or qualify Jake Plummer's three years in which he led this team to the playoffs all three years? His fourth year, he had them in, on on deck to make the playoffs. They were leading the AFC West three quarters of the way through the season. Mike Shanahan decides, ah, we're going to go ahead and use this moment <clears throat> to uh, go ahead and put in Jay Cutler. So there's three years at least, all right? We'll, we'll take out Plummer's fourth. So there's seven, all right? Brian Greasy had a really good year, the year he made the Pro Bowl. He got banged up, but he had a really good year. 
Jay Cutler's 2008 season was phenomenal. I mean, uh, already 13 years ago, that was another time in another place, but that was a top five season in the league, Jay Cutler. All right. Um, then and even Tebow, I get it. We're not talking about Tebow being a great quarterback or good QB play when you think of Tim Tebow, but he did something for the team. I would say post Super Bowl 50, you're 100% right, contender view. <laughs> I, I see Gavin in here. Yeah, I hate to disappoint you, Gavin. I, I don't have it in me tonight. You know, if he thinks it's it's worth it to trade the farm for Deshaun Watson or, or mortgage the future or go against everything George Payton stands for as an executive in the NFL, uh, that's his or, or their point of view and their opinion. They're entitled to it. I don't think it's not mine. I don't share that. I don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's likely. But we will see what happens, Chad, at quarterback for the Broncos this offseason. I will say that. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're looking for <clears throat> a couple of hosts that are just going to parrot um, what I see as just an easy way out, trendy talking point of, yeah, what wouldn't you give up to get um, Deshaun Watson here? Wrong podcast, dude. That's just not our view, all right? We share a brain on this. Um, you know, and it's a different animal because you look at Dak and you say the Dallas Cowboys, they had to get that deal done. What wouldn't you pay for a healthy Dak, especially – comparing or juxtaposing that to how things shook out for the team, Zach, in 2020. But we're you're talking dollars and cents there. In the case of Deshaun, you're talking dollars and cents, and you're talking about mortgaging a draft. And who was it we had on um, – was it, was it last night with uh, D-Dub? Someone recently we had on this, and what if he gets hurt? What if you give up all that capital to get Deshaun? And he's been hurt before, dude. Rookie season towards ACL. Then what? That's why you got to be really careful, Zach, about just mortgaging the future. Oh, oh, but Chad, he has a 10-year guarantee. Don't worry. If you have Deshaun Watson, you're guaranteed to be successful for 10 years because of all the Super Bowls he's won already, Chad. We, we both should know that. Come on. Uh, I'm going to grab this great super chat from Naj, and then I want this comment here from uh, in question from BNS. Naj, dude, it's so great to see you. We were just talking about you off camera the other day uh, just about how – Freaking rad you are. Yeah. I mean, we we appreciate you, my friend. And it was last night, in fact. That's right. And it's only our only regret, uh, regret with you, Naj, is we wish you were on Twitter because we spend a lot of time p- putting content out on our face on the MHH Facebook page. But Zach and I, we don't hang out on Facebook. You know, we hang out at milehighhuddle.com and on Twitter a little bit. So create a Twitter account. We'll keep the combo going. He says, Hey, brothers, hope all is well. You guys think the Broncos will draft a running back in the earlier part of the draft as a replacement for Melvin Gordon, or do you see Gordon and Philip Lindsay back as the co-starters hmm. next season? Good question. Go ahead, Zach. Well, it's, it's it's layered for sure. And in fact, someone sent me their mock draft on Twitter today, and they had Travis Etienne in like the third round or second. I think the second round in a trade back scenario. I, I don't see the Broncos going running back that early. They'll have Philip Lindsay on the roster. They have Freeman still on the roster, and, and it comes down to replacing the workhorse, the RB one, and Melvin Gordon. If he's not convicted next month of the DUI charges, I do think the Broncos will bring him back. They'll have to just stomach the salary. It's his walk year. If he's convicted, though, I mean, in in today's landscape of the NFL, DUI, speeding, what happened with the Chiefs, I I tend to think the the optics and the PR would kind of force Peyton to void his guarantees and look in another direction. But nowadays, you can find a a starter or a star running back, Chad, in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round. You don't have to spend a top 
you know, first or second round draft pick on the guy. My answer to this question is it's going to be a bigger priority, obviously, if Melvin Gordon goes away, but not so much that they would pass up on a cornerback or a safety or an inside linebacker. It's not that big of a need compared to something like corner where they literally don't have any guys, Chad. Yeah, I mean, I feel you on that. You, you look back, though, at what Peyton did as, you know, his role in um, what the Vikings have done over, what it was, it 13 years he was there with with Spielman? Or maybe it was 13 combined years that he's worked as the number two to Spielman. I can't recall. But nevertheless, long time he spent in Minnesota, they did use a first-round pick on a running back not too long ago in Dalvin Cook. And it didn't pay immediate dividends because he got hurt and all that. But last year, it sh- sure took some pressure off of the obviously overextended and over in over his head, Kirk Cousins. So would it completely stun me to see the Denver Broncos draft a running back in rounds one or two? Yes, just because of the other needs. Would it completely stun me to see them draft a running back, you know, in a premium round like the third this year? No, if the right guy was there, because you do need to have a fail safe in the event that you could lose both your co-starters, Zach, at the end of after after this season. They draft a running back in round one. I'm covering the Jaguars. I mean, there's literally <laughs> no need for it. So miss me with that. All right. BNS. Good to see you, bro. He says, Priest, for years, Tom Brady took middle-of-the-road quarterback money because he wanted to win. What gives fans the idea that paying one player like a Watson will do anything but mire our team in mediocrity? Hashtag all pro bulls. Got to get that that barb in every time the Bulls News Network. Love you, bro. Um it's a good question. I think it's rhetorical. What do, I mean, the answer is there. Um, if we were talking about a scenario, Zach, where – because we saw the, the tumultuous situation the Texans found themselves in last year, having to fire uh, Bill O'Brien on the heels of that just ugly, stupid trade where they dished away DeAndre Hopkins and all that. And you saw them do this. If somehow Deshaun Watson – managed to navigate that Zach in a way that kept the, kept the Texans. Cause like, think about it. If you put Peyton Manning, so let's see 17, 18, 19, 20. All right. So this was his fourth season. So if you put Matt Peyton Manning circa O2 or one, what was it? 98, 99, 2000. So circa O one on that team, the Houston Texans last year, do they finish four and 12? No. They finished 12 and four, probably. You flipped that record. That's why I'm not, I'm not having it, dude. I mean, and then people right now, there's some of them anyway, are screaming at their phones going, how can you compare Deshaun Watson to a Hall of Famer like Peyton Manning? Well, you're directly comparing him to <laughs> Peyton Manning if you think you should give up three first-round picks, two second-round right. picks to get him here because that's the, that's the caliber of player you got to be getting if you're even going to countenance the idea of giving up that much capital. So if he had put up a 12 and four season in the face of that adversity, and then he comes in to the off season and the Texans lie to him about his involvement in the GM search and lie to him about being involved in picking the head coach. And he says to hell with you, I want out. And he tries to force a trade. I would maybe listen a little bit closer to the calls for whatever it takes to land Watson in Denver, but he didn't dude. He didn't. He had a solid statistical season, Zach, but, it didn't come out in the wash as far as the standings. It's so funny because people think Dak's not worth the money, but he's only making a million more per year and they have as many playoff wins, you know, one. So uh, another comparison is, oh, well, you know, Peyton Manning, the Broncos went all, all out for him. Chad brought it up, you know, a few minutes ago. 
all you had to do was cut the check. That's why, you know, I, I want Locke to start this year, but if Dak was going to be available, he was the only quarterback I was willing to break the bank on because you don't have to sacrifice your draft picks, which may as well be literal gold bullion to George Payton, Chad. He values it that much. So why would he go against his natural inclinations and the way he operates and what he's told you he's going to do to flip all of that around for a quarterback that's one and two all time that led the league in passing last year but finished four and 12 and any Broncos fan that's equivalating Deshaun Watson and Peyton Manning is there people out there that literally genuinely see Deshaun Watson and Peyton on the same level they're they're not Deshaun Watson's a great quarterback Peyton Manning is a transformative quarterback he's a generational quarterback that's why he was a first ballot hall of famer who took what five seconds for his uh his presentation into Canton Chad Deshaun Watson's not even close to that yet but it's like you said the popular thing right now it's the sheep and it's the narrative that you know, big Broncos country Twitter, big tech, in other words, is feeding and spoon feeding the masses to, to accept. I don't accept it. You don't accept it. And like you said, we're going to be the one Broncos podcast or show or analysts that don't just go with the flow. We don't think it's likely. And we're sticking to that. And look, I get it. Like there are a couple of things that Manning, that era of Manning and this current situation with Watson have in common. Like, for example, by the time they Peyton Manning got to his fourth year, like Watson did, you know, he had a couple of double-digit uh, win seasons under his belt as a as a starter, and so does Watson. I mean, Watson won um, ten games in nineteen, won the AFC South. I think they won even one more than that, Zach, the year prior in uh, twenty eighteen. Lost in the playoffs, still haven't haven't won a playoff game. Um, Peyton Manning, I'll look it up right now. Twenty nineteen was the year that Luck retired, so that that the division was a, a layup for Houston. Not taking anything away, but that's right. that's the fact. So real quick though, just for gigs, uh, Peyton year year one as a starter, rookie ninety eight three and thirteen. Year two thirteen and three. Year uh, three ten and six. Two thousand one, which was you know equal to what Watson's coming off of, he did have a down year for what it's worth, six and ten. Then from there. He never had a sub 500 year again, ever. So who knows? Maybe he's that unicorn. Maybe Watson is the Peyton Manning unicorn. Um, I'm just not convinced of it enough to say, go ahead and hedge that, you know, take that, make that bet. I will eat a paper unicorn on camera live. If he ever comes (laughs) close to reaching Peyton Manning status, he's far, far away from it. Uh, John in the, in the house again. Thanks brother. He says, honestly, the more I think uh, Tyrod Taylor would be a good backup. Also, how do you feel about Matt Milano at inside linebacker? Played some safety in college, good in coverage. I wouldn't uh, hate on the idea, but if you're going to spend, I don't think I'd rather go to the draft and find that guy that you can lock down for the next four to 10 years than going and paying a guy like Milano who's been a band aid guy. He's flashed a few times, right? But nothing you can really like hang your hat on. And he's going to probably command some, some serious coin. Yeah, he uh, he he popped a little bit last season, but he was pretty much a no-name player before that, and he's going to get well, at least five or six on the open market, and I don't see the Broncos poning up that money for anyone, any veteran inside linebacker not named Levante David. Vic Fangio, historically, Chad, always went to the draft. That's what I think him and Peyton will do again this year. All right, we got one from BNS on just a super. Thanks for the great content. Hashtag all pro bulls. Appreciate you, bro. Uh, Gavin, also. What's up, guys? Hey, thanks for the super chat. By the way, 
very uh, interesting YouTube profile pic that you're you're rolling with there, my dog, with uh, smoking Drew, uh, smoking <laughs> Drew Lock. Um, all right, here's one from uh, Drew Love, one of our great supporters on Facebook. He says, "Hey guys, what linebacker would you rather have here, Jabril Cox, <clears throat> Baron Browning? So Cox is the LSU guy, Browning, Ohio State, uh, uh, Zaven Collins, Temple, if I'm not mistaken, and or uh, Micah Parsons, Penn State. What's your answer?" What about JOK? Is he uh, is he among the options here? I mean, I know he's not listed there, but among the options, I'm taking Micah Parsons. I think he has the, he's the best day one, you know, highest floor linebacker. But Cox would be my second choice. But you pass up on a top ten talent like Micah Parsons, I think you you might live to rue that, Chad. If his red flags clear up before the draft, like I think they will. And that reminds me, guys, go read that article. Um, if John was here, he'd be pasting the link by now anyway in the chat, but. When you get off this stream, go read Luke Patterson's article breaking down in it, uh, Cox, Browning, and then one other one, which was Dylan Moses that you didn't mention there, Drew. So appreciate you, dog. Um, Mark Langley in the house. Mark, we got to get you back on the show, dude. When when can you come on? Let's get a book. Let's get it scheduled. I know you got a pretty um, hectic schedule as far as your work week and the way it goes. So we can flex. You know, We can work around it and figure it out. But we need to get you back on the show, my dog. He says, what's up, my guy? Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hashtag huddle up pod, hashtag football priest. Zach, he's just Mark Langley is as, as consistent as the day is long. Yeah, he's an OG for sure. And yeah, we, we got to see you back on the show, Mark. So let us know when we can make that happen. Diamond Rattler, thank you for that super thank chat. You. Much love to you. Uh, by the way, send us, uh, send us an email. We'll get you a t shirt, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. We need your address. We need your shirt size. Dale Rude in the house, or Rudd, I forget now. Dang it. I know we got the answer to this. Anyway, I usually don't forget that stuff once I know it. But, Dale, appreciate you, dog. Does Zach title his articles? Yeah, we both title our articles. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> uh, Diamond Rattler, very generous super chat. Wow, thank you. Thank you, bro. Appreciate awesome. it. Uh, reach out. Let's get you a T-shirt. It means a lot to us, seriously. Um, all right, where we're at? We're at 54 minutes just about. Uh, let's grab Josh, one of our very outgoing supporters and, and uh, followers on Facebook. He says, 
Good evening, Broncos country. Lots of franchise tags added today, huh? Or tenders or whatever you call them. Yeah, dude. I mean, the deadline approaches. NFL teams, they don't usually move until – I mean, it's all governed by deadlines, and they're buttoned up against it. They want to have those things, those I's dotted, those T's crossed, Zach, because they got to be in a position to have clarity when the legal tampering period opens March 15th because you get the 15th and the 16th, and then it's wide open. You know, you can actually start signing on the 17th. And then by the seventeenth, it's it's over with. Every every player has a new team, and all that fun is uh, evaporated. Uh, we got one here from Jonathan again. Thank you, Jonathan. This is a super chat. Appreciate you, bro. Hey, connect with us on Twitter. Uh, we'd like to be able to shout you out after the show. He says the Denver Broncos need to sign me this year, a running back inside linebacker. Look, dude. I mean, you you look yoked enough in that profile pic. Maybe maybe they ought to, man. Uh, I'm getting us- uh, George Payton on the horn right now, calling. <laughs> I'll let you know, Jonathan. Jonathan, if you're uh, semi-pro or aspirations for pro, um, send us some cut-ups, dude. We'll take a look. Maybe we can give you some uh, some love or something, put you in the community. Or, you know, if you have any cut-ups on YouTube, send it over to us, man. We're happy to take a look and see if we can't help you out. Here's a question from Michaela. Is Cortland Sutton that much better than Tim Patrick? In my opinion, Zach, as you know, we, we kind of differ on this a little bit on Patrick, but my answer to that is a resounding yes, quite a bit more. Cortland Sutton has shades of a future Hall of Fame guy named Megatron. Patrick, solid guy. Like to me, he's like a he's like a poor man's Allen Robinson to me, Tim Patrick. And I think he could get to that level. Like in the right situation, he could be like a Pro Bowl alternate caliber. Gets lucky a couple of times in his career to make it to the Pro Bowl because he didn't quite get enough votes, but. One or two wide receivers dipped out, so he ends up in the Pro Bowl. In the right situation, he can put up that kind of volume and get there. But as far as being that dynamic, you know, let's just say like a franchise number one wide receiver, I don't think he he comes close to Sutton. Maybe that's the wrong word, not comes close. He's not on the same level as, as Sutton. I agree with you. I, obviously, the, the, the comp for Cortland Sutton is Megatron. There's flashes of him, but I think the better way to put it is Tim Patrick has shades of Cortland Sutton, and he's like Cortland Sutton light. And, Chad, I don't know what I have to do more to get you on the Tim Patrick bandwagon. I corrupted you with Shelby Harris. Tim Patrick would start on about half of the league right now. He really is a high upside receiver in that he's connected. With, I used to have a tweet about it about a year ago. Every quarterback he's played with the last couple seasons, and there's been plenty in Denver, he has a big play or a big game or a big touchdown on his resume. The guy is just incredible, in my opinion. He's he's clutch. He's reliable. He runs good routes. He's good for his quarterbacks. I'm a big Tim Patrick fan. TP all the way. Yeah, I like him, you know. And also, you know, he went to my alma mater. So I'm all about him. I just, you know, I got to keep it on the reel with you guys the way I see it. Um, real quick here. Oh, no, we're, this is actually we're on pace. Okay, cool. I just looked on the back end. We only got a couple more minutes to go, and we got a dip because one is Zach's two NFL jobs, one covering the Broncos for MHH and another for Heavy covering the Dallas Cowboys. With all that Dak stuff breaking, he's got some work to get to on that side of things. So we got to keep it relatively tight tonight. Tyler, appreciate you, my friend. Connect on Twitter, and if we're already connected, Go like this on in our mentions and let us know because the handles are so are often different. Whatever you you go by on YouTube, the handles are often different on Twitter. And so we we need you to do this so that we can make sure we're connected with the right person. So thank you. Three things are guaranteed in life: death, taxes, 
and Kelberman getting sassy whenever the Deshaun Watson trade gets brought up. I it's just we've we've touched on it so many times now and on Twitter and written and KK and the podcast. It's just I'll keep going though. I, I love providing the content for you guys. Chris P, thank you for the super sticker, my friend. If John was here, we would flash whatever that emoji is on the sticker. But uh, appreciate you, man. Thank you. Connect on Twitter. Let me see here. 701. Um, Well, you're not going to get – dude, love you. Lawrence is not – Trevor Lawrence is not on the table for any team besides Jacksonville. Jacksonville, that'd be like the Colts trading out from pick one with Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning. Like, it's not going to happen, dude. It's not going to happen. Maybe your argument, Zach, maybe his argument is, you know, Zach Wilson and BYU. That's a little bit more feasible because at least, you know, it's fungible. You could actually, you know, get on the phone and try and, and wheel and deal and get up to two. But Trevor Lawrence, off the table. Here's my hot take. Zach Wilson will have a better NFL career than Trevor Lawrence. And we'll Ooh. check back in, in, in three or four years to see who was right. We'll see if that particular hot take holds water four years. <laughs> it might not. We'll see. Might we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Tony. We're not feeling the – we don't know where the Gardner Minshew thing comes from. Like, what makes people think Gardner Minshew would be a good idea? Like, what about him do you think works in the NFL? His mustache. Hey, that might help him when he goes out to the <laughs> That's court, it. Right? But listen, only redeeming dude. quality. What else does he bring to the table? What else has he accomplished? I, I don't understand. The Gardner Minshew fan club and the Brett Rippon fan club. I don't yeah. understand where they replicate. Um, all right. Uh Bronco number one fan says, uh, and thanks for being with us, my brother. He says, Kelberman, what are your thoughts of Alex Smith coming to town, considering our wide receiver core, tight end, a future dominant O-line, and a so-so running back core compared to Washington's roster? And I think that's a good, an interesting way, by the way, Zach, to posture it. Because as I said, I think it was last week, one of the things I like about the possibility of getting a, an Alex Smith here in Denver is that you saw – now, look, he's been through a lot. He might not be the same guy, but when he was in Kansas City, he had that elite supporting cast. And it wasn't Star Wars numbers, but it was pretty close minus, you know, maybe – I mean, it was pretty close, dude. Those guys all ate. They got, they got their yards. They got their touchdowns. They got their stats. He was a great distributor of the ball to the playmakers. He can move he, – he, he might not put up the Star Wars points, right? But he's going to move the chains for you on third down that he'll do. Then you get inside the red zone. And that's where, in my opinion, his, um, his a little too, uh, his conservative penchant for protecting the ball ends up kind of backfiring on him a little bit. And you end up settling for too many field goals, but the supporting cast, in my opinion, like if drew lock fell on his face in the first quarter of the season, the Broncos said, all right, we got to pull him. And you put Alex Smith in, there is not a doubt in my mind, health willing. And that's a big caveat health willing there really isn't a doubt in my mind that he could make some hay with this supporting cast. If he wants to come here and be a backup, a, a strict number two to start out, fine. I'm willing to pay him, you know, five or six million dollars. But, you know, like you just said, Chad, I don't want a quarterback you know, that we're going to have to settle for field goals with. I'd rather take a chance on the young guy that can maybe put up a touchdown, maybe score some points. We know what Alex Smith is and great comeback story. Great guy. Wish him all the best. But we don't know what Drew Locke is yet. And I'd rather take the chance on the unknown than the known. In this case, the devil that we don't know yet is more attractive than the devil we do know. Again, 
great comeback, great number two to have on the roster, great, you know, morale guy, team kind of guy. But every time he'd scramble, I'd hold my breath that his leg yeah. is going to snap off his body again. For sure. Uh, Dale's clarifying, by the way, when he asked about the titles, does Zach do his own titles? Um, because he's an ace at it. Yeah, dude. One of Kelberman's most redeeming next level qualities as a NFL media guy, headlines, dude. Zach, how many times in a given month you get a text or a phone call from me? Oh, I'm about to publish something for me or one of the other guys. And I say, hey, dude, here's the story. What's the headline? And you go, bada bang. And it's always money and it's always good. You know, there's an art to crafting the right headline because you know, in the in the media business, you could just I mean, like we see a lot of people do this, a lot of competitors, a lot of people on the in the landscape. They tell the whole story in the headline. So why don't why does Dale want to click on that when he just got everything he needs to know in the headline? What the, the perfect balance is you tell people what's going on in the headline uh, and you want them excited, incentivized to read the article because we don't get anything out of writing the article if you don't read it. If all you do is see it as you're thumbing through Facebook while you're sitting on the john during your break at work or whatever, or at the gym as you're doing your mile and you got it up. If all you do is see a headline that tells you everything you need to know, and then you scroll down through the rest of your news feed and move on, that did nothing for us. So there's an art to it. And Kelberman is seriously like master level. I appreciate that. And you know what, Chad, we want, we've got to be doing something right. You and I and everyone else, because again, two over 2 million Broncos fans read MHH last month and Dale, we appreciate it. Everyone else out there, we appreciate it. And we can promise you we'll keep delivering that Broncos content straight to your homes, <laughs> straight from the tap. Um, and by the way, duly noted Dale rude, rude. Got you. Uh, Dennis Woods, another ACE superstar. Good to see you, bro. He says, appreciate you guys. The content is always great. Appreciate hey, you, Dale. Much obliged. Hit us up if you want to come on the show. We've mentioned it a couple of times, Dennis. We can set it up. It's not as um, daunting as it might seem. Trust me on that. Did I say Dale? I meant to say Dennis. Dennis. Appreciate well, we had you, Dale Dennis. and Dennis in succession. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to happen. It's like my mother, you know, growing up, she'd call me. She'd go through all the kids' names in the household when before she'd get to my name in terms of like, you know, I grow. I took the cookie from the cookie jar and she goes to my brother, Robert, Jaron, <laughs> Chad, whatever, you know, and you're like, you know, it's like that sometimes where it's just Poor a word salad. She loved me though. I knew she loved me, and that's how you you know the same thing, Dennis. You know we love you, Doc. Um, I think we're caught up, Zach. Let me just double check here. Oh, Jake, good to see you, brother. He says, uh, appreciate the super chat, by the way, bro. He says, hey, guys, is it just me uh, or next year is a win-win for us? If Drew pops, we got our QB. But if he doesn't, we get a new QB and a new coaching staff, 10,000 subs soon. That's true, guys. We're almost to 10K on YouTube. So tell your friends, tell your family. That's why we need you sharing this content out there. Help us get to to where we need to be. But, yeah, we got some fun plans for y'all. Trust when we hit 10 K, when we cross that, that barrier. So appreciate you, but yeah, dude, that would be, a, I mean, look, it's a, a cult, a blessing in disguise. Maybe you call it that because if drew fails, it probably means Fangio failed. And then you just, you got to start over. And it is a win-win because we all want to see the Broncos do well, but if they don't realistically, uh, it's time for a redo over the coaching staff. This is Fangio's last stand here as Broncos head coach. He cannot afford a non-playoff season or a non-winning season. He has to make do with the talent he has, the quarterback that he has. And if he doesn't, and if Locke fails, we'll be the first ones to admit it. New coaching staff, new quarterback, a complete and full house cleaning like arguably they should have undertaken in 2017. 
All right, sorry for that weird uh, visual you might have seen there, guys. I'm trying to do a quick shout-out to our Facebookers who give us the stars on Facebook. Um, let me see if it works better this time. Yeah, there we go. All right, let me see here. We got we to gotta see uh, the shout-out our supporters, uh, our top fans over there. There's uh, Ian, bonafide super, superstar and supporter over there on Facebook. Uh, let me see who else we got here. Drew, of course, Drew Love. We got one from Drew today. Um, bear with me one sec, gang. We got to give our, our – there's Gary with 100 stars. He's rolling on a six-week streak, dude. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Gary. Hey, we're liking that right there. Boom. Done deal. Um, let me see. Got to keep going just in case. Oh, we got Randy. Love it, dude. It's three-week streak. He says, need toddler sizes in the store. Dude, we do – oh, toddler. Yeah, we do need to get some toddler. We we have some uh, infant stuff. We do have a onesie in the at the merch store at huddleuppod.com. That's our merch store. Alonzo, thank you for the stars, dude. Really means a lot to us. Appreciate you. Um, Ian's, there's Ian's stars. Four-week streak that Ian's on. Really appreciate you, dog. Look at it. One, two, three. Three different uh, star comments. Appreciate you, Ian. See all this stuff, guys. We we like to we like to shout everyone out because it literally this is the type of support from the superstars to the stars to the supporters. It's what allows us to keep doing this content, Zach, on a day in yep. day out basis. Yeah, I mean, we I say it, Chad and I say it on every show, everything we do, every platform. We we do this for you guys. We give back to you because you allow us. You read our articles, you peruse the podcast, you check out every video we do, and. We talk about it all the time, on camera, off camera. We're so appreciative for the audience that we're building, and that's why we're motivated every day and inspired to bring you more and more and better and better. Brad, uh, Brad Murdoch, good to see you, brother. Another great supporter and uh, gives us gives us stars and props on on Facebook. Albert Knoppers, another one of our great supporters. OG Albert, definitely an OG. But guys, that's got to do it for tonight's episode. Oh wait, I think yeah, we have a few more. Okay, yeah, let me let me see. Oh, okay, here we go. Got to, we got to blast through these really fast. Daniel, thank you for the super connect on Twitter. Any hope of bringing in Cam Newton or perhaps a Jameis Winston to have a straight up, straight up open competition in training camp? I would kill myself if Cam Newton was competing with Drew Locke to be the Broncos starting quarterback. I would hate him even as a backup. Cam Newton is done, and I think Jameis stays in New Orleans where he's the favorite right now to start replacing a likely retired Drew Brees. Not official yet. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, it might sound like, um, you know, heresy but i would prefer Jameis over cam if you're going to choose one of those two former number one overall picks just because i think he's got some arm talent still in the tank cam he's shot dude as a passer you know that those shoulder injuries that take the toll uh jeremy good to see you brother aka black knight 232 he says i want to thank vance joseph for bringing me to a great (laughs) broncos community he did do something right (laughs) If Zach drops to the ninth, the Broncos need to grab him. Talking about um, Zach Wilson, the BYU quarterback. If he drops to the ninth pick, are you taking Zach Wilson there, Zach? You know what? I am. The guy is is arguably the best quarterback in this draft class. If anything, you give yourself a surefire long-term replacement if Drew Locke bombs this year. But if, you know, you take Zach Wilson, number nine overall, let's be realistic. Drew Locke ain't starting. There's a handful or less than a handful. I can count on half my hands or half my hand of available quarterbacks this offseason. Deshaun Watson included Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, now no more, that I would take over Drew Locke. Zach Wilson is one of those guys. So, yes, I would. 
Remember that. Zach said this on March 8th. He's not going to be there, though, guys. Don't get your hopes no. up. He's not going to be there. because. And even if he was there, I'll tell you what. Vic Fangio needs to win now. He doesn't have a choice. He's got to win now. You don't win with rookie quarterbacks. Like, There's an exception that proves the rule, but they're very few and far between. So Vic Fangio knows that a corner there or a linebacker or anything but quarterback that fills an immediate hole can impact now. Quarterbacks take time to marinate, dude. Just ask the L.A. Chargers last year, right? Diamond Rattler with one last goodbye super chat. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. you. Reach out. Send us that email. Hope you have a good night as well. But, guys, that's got to do it for today's episode of the Huddle Up podcast. We missed John. You know, we we hate it when uh, John's not with us. But, guys, sometimes – I mean, this is a seven-days-a-week podcast. Some of our great competitors out there in the Broncos uh, sphere – you know, they'll podcast two, three, four times if it's the season in a week. We go every single day, and John's there every single night. So every once in a while, he needs a little time off. There's some things that, you know, happen, family parties, birthdays, things like that. He needs to be able to take that time. And so, uh, you know, we, we allow him, of course, and, 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 and want him to do that. So, all right, guys, before we get out of here, follow the podcast page on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle uh, Pod. I'm going to put the link right now in the chat so you don't even have to try and search it. You just click this link in the chat. Boom, you're there. Like and follow because we announced this week's winner of the shirt giveaway. Whoever's liking and following automatically entered into those giveaways. So take care of that. Follow us on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod and at Mile High Huddle. My partner is at Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL, myself at Chad and Jensen. Check, uh, check out the old merch store, huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on if, if uh, you get a second. Seriously consider becoming a supporter. Kelberman's Corner, episode 10 on Facebook, Sunday at, at uh, noon, Mountain Time. And then we're debuting the Trickle Zone, Saturday, noon, Mountain Time. And if you're not a supporter, you're not going to get access to that content. It's five bucks a month. Go check it out if you're in a position to do that. And then otherwise, guys, please subscribe and like this video before you dip out. That's key. Number two, just like the video. Helps us out. And share it out there if we did a good job. And other than that, Zach, we'll uh, circle back Wednesday. We'll announce the winner of the the podcast page uh, giveaway, and we'll see what news comes our way between now and then. That's right. And you said Bob Morris on BTB tomorrow night. We're yep. off tomorrow. So that should be uh, anyone, you know, interested in the salary cap. Bob kills. That's that's his expertise, and he does a great job there. So be sure to check that out. We will see you guys, though, Wednesday evening, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. More Broncos news, more Broncos pod. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. 
They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 